It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's cracking the show, boy, Mr. Criminal? And I want to present our sponsors of the week. That's right. The Bonnie and Clyde Show and Mr. Criminal On Air Live are sponsored by Illegal Image Clothing. That's right. You can check them out at www.illegalimageclothing.com. And then we got my homeboy that's getting everybody ready for the summertime, getting yoked up, getting all proper and stuff. JB underscore fitness. That's right. JB underscore FTNS on Instagram. You can check him out. Follow him. Get your resumes right. And then we got my brother punching back in L.A. County. His name is Attorney Rosenberg. That's right. Follow him at Attorney Rosenberg on Instagram. And you guys can follow him. He's punching back. Defending Southern California. Then we got my people at L.A. Kush. Los Angeles Kush with some of that good. They came through with some of that Bloodwalker. Some of that uh, OG. Julio G came through with it. I want to give you guys the props and shout outs. Matty Ice Fitness, my personal trainer, his baby girl, Mr. Criminal. We are trained by Matty Ice Fitness. Give him a follow. We're getting our regimens right. We're getting our nutrition in. We're getting our workouts crazier than ever. All because of Matty Ice. So I want to give a salute to Rap Kings. That's right. Rap Kings underscore LV. If you guys want to get your walls, businesses, rap, uh, vehicles, they do it all. So make sure you guys let them know that Mr. Criminal sent you. And last but not least, we got Trade Craft Farms. That's right. The homie Daniel Rodriguez of the USC pulled up this week and uh, tapped in with a bag of that Trade Craft. And we've been in touch. So I want to give a shout out to all our sponsors. Make sure you guys give them a follow. Make sure you guys show some love and support. <laughs> Yeah. Calling in from the San Fernando Valley. And we back, baby. I see all my homeboys low riding them sick ass lolos and whips on them boulevards every weekend. Sending us DMs and videos, low riding to that Mr. Criminal on air live. And I appreciate the support, baby. Yeah. Mr. Criminal on air live, the motherfucking most realistic active podcast coming out of the West Coast, Southern California. And we're representing all over the world, nationwide and worldwide, baby. Shout out to everybody all over the world tapping in. We got a special episode tonight, though. Anybody that knows me since I was 11 or 12 years old, a little youngster in the neighborhood, I was banging that real West Coast authentic shit. I used to pride myself on not bumping the Snoops, the Dre's, all the shit on the radio. I was bumping that real shit that the homies in the streets could relate to and feel. And anybody that knows me since I was a little kid knows I was really, really, really passionate about my music choice and selection. And the man that I have in tonight is a motherfucking legend for the West Coast. And I'm very proud, critical. What's up, man? You know damn well I've been talking about this one. Yeah. Man. Non-stop, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the motherfucking stage. One of my favorite artists in the entire motherfucking planet. The legendary. Sacramento's own. California's own. The West Coast. Stand the motherfucker up. We got Cowboy, a.k.a. Bolo. 
A.K.A. motherfucking Sebo in the motherfucking building, homie. What's poppin', homie? Man, what it do? Criminal, man. Hey, beautiful, man. Beautiful thing to be here with you, homie. I appreciate you pulling up, homie. And like a real one, I, I tapped in with the homie. And immediately, like, shoot me the address I'm pulling up. <laughs> Let me know what's good with it, you homie. I'm going to pull up. And, and that's how we do it. I appreciate the love, Karna. But we right here, man. 2023, Mr. Criminal on air live. And when I say we the most active and realest podcast in the West Coast, I mean it. Now, with 16 million impressions in the first 60 days. Let's go. We got, I think it's like five or six million views collectively. Wow. We're on our Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just kicking up dust. We're ranked, I think, number 28 in the nation independently uh, in these podcasts. And wow. I appreciate every single person out there supporting. This has been barely six weeks going. And we kicking up dust in the motherfucking game. Critical. What's up, man? The motherfucking neighborhood TMZ. Stop it. Hey, <laughs> you better claim that shit, homie, because we right, bringing man, the real right. news. Hey, uh, let us know. Let them know what we got on man, the news today. Guess, guess what? They, guess what happened the other day? You tell me. Man, more UFOs. I told you. Hey, this time over to, over a military base though. Hey, that's that's part where they coming from. Don't let them don't let them uh, reverse psychology your ass, mm-hmm. my boy. Bro, they said they had over a dozen Marines being trained at that that facility at that time. When did this happen? Uh, I believe if it the other day. The other day when? Because yeah. on Mother's Day I was coming back, going over uh, from Reno Valley up and over the Ritchie Canyon. Yeah. And and as God is my witness, my my five family members in my car was me, my two boys, and my daughter and my wife. We all seen it at the same time. It was like a big ass fucking line in the sky of lights. Oh, wow. And I tried to pull out my phone. My wife tried to pull out her phone. My son tried to pull out his phone. And by the time we all tried to get it, that shit was gone, homie. Nah, this says that happened on the 22nd, but that's crazy. Yeah, this shit ain't no joke, homie. Nah, they said it was as big as, uh, like, they said they, they could uh, kind of estimate it was like almost four stories long. Four stories long. So maybe this is the one they were saying was in the atmosphere that the the, yeah. the, the Pentagon was talking about, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Some deep shit, homie. X-Files. Hey, hey, Bola, <laughs> what's your what's your uh opinion on that kind of shit, that aerial phenomenon? You ain't fucking with it or you believe in that shit? What you think? Man, you don't know what to believe in out here, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I believe in all this shit. I, yeah, it is somebody else besides us. You feel me? It has to be right. <laughs> Hell yeah. It, it, they, they say it's too uh, self-centered if we think we the only motherfuckers Man, out here. Like, on, how cocky man. could we be, right? For real. There ain't no motherfucking way. I think that them them dudes up there are banging that sebo right now, though. <laughs> they probably they probably got that candy blue UFO trying to come down here and try to floss real quick with that bolo. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell them they got the they got that uh. First copy of that Mr. Criminal guy got me too. They better bang that shit worldwide. But nah, man, it's a beautiful thing. And we in here, man. Last night we had uh, the homie Chito Ranas. And uh, I appreciate everybody supporting that episode. It's been going up like crazy. The homie's facing some some crazy shit right now. And uh, you guys all know all know his story. Another artist from Sacramento. Are you fa- familiar with Chito Ranas, my boy? Nah. Never heard of him? It's a homie from, from it's a Mexican artist from Sacramento. And uh, he's been doing it, bro. He's been running up these numbers. He's got millions, tens of millions of views. And uh, the homie just went to prison for four years, got out, and got himself right back on the run. He, he went back on the run in one day. Damn. And uh, went and did some shit. It's public. It's, it's public knowledge. I don't want to be the one to put out That's that. That's who you put on the uh, page. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I even sent him a little message, a yeah. little... Yeah. Little thought process yeah. to him. Got it, homie, because you know how it is. The real the real ones go through that I shit. I peeped him out. Yeah. You feel me? Hell I yeah. Like, I didn't know he was. I peeped him out. I said, oh, damn. Yeah, shit. he's from the city, homie. So. He's nice, too. Yeah, he's he's super hard, homie. Yeah, he represents he's, he's the nice. flag right. Hell yeah. 
But shit, yeah. we got we got Sebo in the building, homie. And this today it's about you, my boy. And I appreciate you pulling up. Like I said, it's an absolute honor for me. And my homeboy's resting in peace that, that we used to bump your shit all the time. Hey, criminal is love, homie. You come from a lifestyle like me. You yeah. walk that life. So it was a pull up immediately. That's love. You know man. what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I appreciate yeah, it's, that. It's too. like that, homie. Well, shit, as, as, as we're going to get two, two, two sides of me tonight, homie, and I'm, I'm proud to take off the artist hat. I'm proud to take off the businessman hat today, and I'm going to just chill out and be the, 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 the little homie that used to bump his shit on the blocks because I, I used to listen to your shit and just wish I could chop it up, wish I could ask questions about the city, wish I could ask questions about how you came up and, and how you became who you are, homie. Right. Uh, one, of the, one of the biggest independent artists out here without a cosign and did it and took it farther than most artists signed, so... I want to speak about the first things first, homie. How, how did Sibo become who he is today? Growing up, falling in love with music. When did you first pick up a microphone? Like, let's break it down to the very, very essence of this shit. Ah, uh, yeah, man. Um, I started early, homie. You know, uh, my mother was <clears throat> pretty much in the music, you know, singing, you know, a little band type like play. You feel me? So uh, she had all these records, and I would, you know, mess with these records, man. You know what I'm saying? And I uh, ran across this record, man, this Blowfly record. And a uh, dude was rapping all crazy and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, that was my first touch with the rap, with the rap music, and uh, you know, ever since then it was just like in me to keep, you know, trying to rap and shit. And then, then I ran across. My mom was writing poems, you know, before I was, you know, writing shit. So I had took one of her poems and turned it into one of my first little raps. And from their own shit, I started writing my own and got on, you know what I mean? Just kept going, battling people from school to school or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, How were you at that at that moment when you first first fell in love like that? Man, probably about eight. Eight? Eight, nine. Man, already ran battling. across that record. Nah, that's when I ran across the record. I oh, I got across battling record. around 11, 12, junior high school, Oh, you were coming grade. in, you were you coming in strong. Yeah. Hell yeah. What was your first rap name, my G? What were you going by? <laughs> wow. We <laughs> got to know. We, we got to know. What was it? <clears throat> Snowman. Damn. <laughs> the original. The original. Yeah. Hell yeah. Snowman. That's what's up, man. So so first first falling in love with rap, hearing that blow fly. <laughs> Young Sebo, eight years old, getting to the school, 11, 12 years old. When did you start realizing that you had a love for it where you were like, okay, this is something I want to do in my future. This is something I could actually feed my family with. Well, I never knew that. When I got out of YA, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the streets hustling, on the run, you know what I mean? I ran across one of my homeboys, and he trying to go out of state. He want to bust a move, so I wanted to take him to bust a move right out of town to another homie. And that homie was posted up around all these rap dudes. You feel me? Yeah. And I had already, you know, I was in YA listening and, you know, like, damn, you know what I'm saying, rapping and shit. So once I got over there and did my little thing right there, they was like, ooh, wee, this nigga right here, he's the one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then from there, shit, gas chamber. Hell yeah. A-Wall Records, that was the first one, right? Yeah, A-Wall. You Hell know what I'm yeah. saying? I was on the run, he was on the run. Yes, sir. I remember that day like yesterday. I remember getting that tape, tape, homie, and taking it to the homies, and the homies were like, where the fuck you get this? 
Mm. And I remember I stole it out of one of my, my brother's older homies' cars. And, <laughs> and the homies were like, this shit is hard. Like, we all just got gravitated to this. And it was like, then we go to the next homie, then you go to the next neighborhood, and you just start showing fools. And then it started becoming something where you start getting your name on the streets, just like in the music shit, just for having some dope shit like that. I remember like, hey, fool, what was that shit that you were showing me before? Show the homies. Homie, turn up. Put this shit in the homies' cutlass. Bump that shit. Boom. Hit up the equalizers back in the day. Motherfucking bolo, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that, that that was that gas chamber, homie. So coming coming from middle school and then falling in love with it and then kept getting out of YA, what was the very first track that you actually had recorded for that album? Gas Chamber. That that was the one, huh? Exactly. Straight up. Right off yeah, top. Right off top. That was him. Damn, that was a that was a deep record for a first record, homie. That was a concept record. That was a, a record from the struggle. You had to go through the system to actually know that you gotta, you gotta actually have some experience. You feel me? Like yeah. I got a song that that's called "Stay on the Streets," and I'm talking about how homies and they get turned to numbers, and we turn to motherfuckers, and uh, we just turn to profit for the for the state and the government. You know what I'm saying? Right, how right. they're just trying to fill another bed. And I was spitting that shit at 17, and yeah. my, my older homies were like, "Damn, homie, I had already been locked up nine times though." Right, so it's right. like you 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 have a different type of exposure to life, and we have a different type of understanding to the system that we were part of. Right. Where most motherfuckers on the outside looking in are just like, oh yeah, they're they're just busted or whatever. We get more of an understanding to the system and in, in the in the whole system. So, was that something that you had in your mind entering the game, naming your shit, AWOL Records, Gas Chamber, having concepts like that, facing why and already having a number coming out? Was that something that you were already like, okay, I'm going to push a different line out here on the West Coast? Because nobody was pushing that shit. Nobody was pushing that real shit that, right. that you were spitting it. Well, we was, uh, we, you know, we was built up, you know, uh, a few, we had a few, rap, you know, rappers come up out of sack, X, X-rated, yeah. Brother Lynch, you know what I'm saying? So, me coming out of YA, it was my time, my turn, and I knew I was that nigga out there, like, you know what I'm saying? I was really running around making shit pop, so for me to step out of that lane and going to the music lane, it was a blessing. I was on a run, my homeboy was on a run, came up with AWOL Records, you feel me? And uh, you know the first record was Gas Chamber about the neighborhood, how to survive in that bitch. Straight up, homie. And, and, and what comes after that? When you ride and you do your thing, and the next thing you know, I mean, it starts with the homie, uh, the 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 warden or whatever, reading that shit from from whatever sample you got that from. But it's so felt because Tidy T, better round. Yeah, as a youngster, you got that. You got that whole exposure as your homies are getting busted getting struck out young and then you're like damn homies are getting catching life sentences and all this shit it's something that you understand even as 11 or 12 years old i was like okay now now someone's putting a voice to some of the shit my big homies are going through right now you know what i'm saying because snoop and dre and them they were just rapping about the six fours the palm trees all that i couldn't really relate to that being really in the hood like yeah a couple of the hustling homies had the whips and the the money but most of us were struggling you feel me so when i heard that shit i was like that was way more identifiable identifiable to me my crowd, you feel me? Yeah, that it, was the struggle. Yeah, it wasn't like me and my homeboys were a gang of ballers with a bunch of six threes, threes and sixty yeah, fours yeah, on yeah, D's. Yeah. It wasn't nothing like that. We were jacking homies whips to that music, you know what I'm saying? And slapping that shit in. So my bad. I, <laughs> my bad. Homie. Nah, I want to ask you, uh, being from from Sac, that's obviously a, a, a city that's away from music. Typically, I know you said there was the X Raiders, the Brother Lynches, but none of them were really signed to major record labels. Was was it being 
identify being from a city away from the Bay, like from, from San Francisco, Oakland, away from L.A.? Did you already feel like you had your back against the wall musically, like you had to come harder? Because hearing the music, you could hear that, uh, like you want to just knock motherfuckers out with it. Was it that, is that where that came from? That, that, that was that backup. It was up in me. It was, it was a release I had to get off, you know what I'm saying? And it was a buildup. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, out there really living and really doing it, what you, I'm standing on it, like, you know what I mean? That's, can't nobody say nothing. I can, I can say whatever, you feel me? Like, I'm, I'm doing that. I was doing that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, that's why it's, it's like that, and that's why people feel it, because that's where it come from. It come from the jack and then, the, you know, trying to come up, you feel me, and not that rich life shit, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. The it come from the struggle, you feel me? Hell yeah. You did, you, did you ever feel like you guys were getting written off, being that you weren't from the major cities? Oh, yeah. I always felt like that. It's always been a um, push away from the southern with the northern, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? With the music, the same way. And I just feel really that I was a bridge for that coming down here, grabbing, you know, Daz, CJ Mag. And a few other cats that I fuck with. You know what I mean? Just to bridge the, the gap to show them nigga it ain't like that. We fuck with whoever, you feel what I'm saying? We don't got that up there. You feel me? It's a real tough thing with the black and brown. We like we like brothers up there. You feel? I don't even understand what they be doing down here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, my people, they think they can go everywhere. I'll be like, nah, you can't go over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so. But yeah. Hell yeah. And, and, and being from... As you as you quoted uh, your neighborhood, there was a lot of artists already out. So right. the brother Lynch's, the X Raiders, they were already on when you were in Y.A. Or how did that? How was when that? I came out. Yeah, they had our. My brother was a part of that though. See, my oh, younger shit. brother, he was shaking back then. I wound up going to Y.A. He was shaking. He was, he he would put out X Raiders' first album. Oh shit! He's the original one that started Black Market. That was his. That was his cut. You feel me? That was his thing. That's how they got it. He was the Harry O with that. Okay. You feel me? So he wound up going to the joint, you know, and doing his thing. And then they, you know, they wind up trying to, you know, wiggle him out or whatever. You feel me? So they were already on. Your brother was in it, so you knew destiny was coming. Hey, I was for coming you. anyway. <clears throat> no I was what. coming. I just was in the streets heavy. You feel me? I was. I was out of control, man. You know what I'm saying? I was out of control, so, you know, but I knew I was coming, though, if I ever had that chance, because couldn't nobody really fuck with me. And there was a lot of talent in the city, you feel me? I ain't going to knock them, but you feel me? Like, hell yeah. Only have found a half an ounce in this screen in seven years, why? Well, tell tell me about that. How old were you? What what, what happened in that in that type of situation? I'm 15. Uh, I just come about the projects so with my with my cousins, two of my cousins. I'm on my way to the house. Police get behind me, and uh, they they didn't catch it in my ass though. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they caught me at my at the at the apartment and uh, searched up under the car and found the shit. You feel me? Uh, sent me to YA, but I had just got out of uh, the boys' ranch. Like 28 days, I was on the streets and then got sent to YA. You feel me? So that that was my life back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, straight going through it and all that shit that you were rapping about. I remember all the homies were coming in and out. Like, damn, you hear this fool shit straight killer? Like this fool spitting that real shit. 
like wasn't nobody spitting that real shit from the YA to the halls to the penitentiary rap. But I had that promotion too. That that's where that's where the that shit started. Hey, I was locked up with this fool. Oh, that's what, you feel me? Oh yeah, that street fame. You feel me from behind the wall and you know, and there's so many motherfuckers from everywhere. You're right, so right. Now, so now they're spreading your music. Like I was busted with this homie, and now like, they want to. Now they want to brag about it. Yeah, they take it like, back to the hood. Used hits. to be rapping all the time or whatever. You feel me? Yeah. Saying? So yeah, hell yeah. On that track, you had some 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 really deep ass shit, and that was one of my favorites. Homie, rest in peace, my homeboy Ruben. Uh, every single time, one of my one of a good memory of me was getting out of place in one of my one of my camps, and like strolling back through the neighborhood, mobbing through. My homeboy had a hard-ass system in his room. So you right. could hear that shit like a car outside. <laughs> and I just remember hearing that straight killer. I was like, okay, the homie's oh. home. I'm about to get faded today. And I remember getting getting right there, just rolling up, hearing that uh, the best of Sebo. It was just like a staple right there in that homie's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, we used yeah. to bump that shit, get 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 faded, and then go try to catch motherfuckers right after that. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Yeah, that's, that, what it, that's what it was, you know? That's what type of song that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm some real shit. <laughs> So, so the two sets of rappers that came from Garden Block, there, there, there was a, a whole different. Obviously, it was 24, 29. Yeah, uh, it was, a, it was, it was uh, Michael Carraway and then before me, you know, Big Mike C. He, he from the hood. He yeah. before X-rated Brother Lynch. He was. Oh, he was the first. Yeah. Oh shit! What was his name? Mike C. Michael Carraway. Okay. You feel me? Yeah. Now he was the original one. Hell yeah! That we all came, we seen. To get a light, and we was all thinking about that when we was kids. You know, yeah. like, oh, we can do that. Hell yeah, you feel me? So yeah, he played a major part in it. That's dope as fuck. Now, over the years, all of the the artists that that you have brought up, I know Lynch. It was like it was like two different camps, right? It was like Lynch and his people, Bolok and his people, right? It felt like you had more control over like everything. I mean, you were a boss of your shit. You know, it, it was like. It went from AWOL Records to West Coast Mafia Records, am I correct? Yes. Okay, when was the transition that you said, okay, now it's time for me to boss up out here? I, I'm, I need to take control of my own destiny right <clears> away. <throat> well, we had a, we got in trouble with the law. Once the law came in, once the feds raided us, we went to, Atl you know, we was in Atlanta, we got raided in Atlanta. Once they broke the label up out there, my man went to the pen, I went this way, you feel what I'm saying? And, uh, and shit just start going different, just going bad for a minute. So it was like, damn, okay. Only got a couple more albums left. You feel me? And that, and that's the time for me to step away. You feel what I'm saying? But I never knew. It was a whole bunch that came in play because Master P was going to sign. I was going to sign to No Limit. I was going to go over there. So that's when I was really trying to step away. You know what I mean? Get that last album out. Which was... uh until my casket drop when I bring out the mob figures. You know what I'm saying? So I said, I'm gonna start my own label. I'm gonna go over here, do a deal for my own, for SIBO, and still have West Coast Mafia with my with my artists. You know what I'm saying? So that was my, my, my play, you feel me? But I got stepped away and just started my own thing and went that way, independent. How long did it take you to, to, to finish till my casket drops? Hmm. Or, or complete it? A couple months, probably. Man, that was that was one of the most arguably one of the hardest West Coast artists uh, albums ever. In my Appreciate opinion, it, straight up, I'm Appreciate it, anybody brother. says that shit is hard. That shit's through and through raw. 
gang of spitters on that motherfucker rawness. I mean, straight off the intro, you just off the rip, push play, and we be blasting, smashing <laughs> for the loop. Uh, I mean, you just kicking it. It was like a motherfucker figure, figure just kicked in that motherfucking door musically. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And, 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 and that's that aggression I'm talking about, that you were stepping right. in, like just coming in, claiming that shit. This is me. This is but where we at. You know what I'm saying? How, how you go to YA? Same shit. That's all I knew. Yeah. What's happening? I'm him, Nick. I'm him. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. From what from that, I'm him. Hell yeah. All other shit, yeah, whatever. You feel me? But that life, I'm him. Yeah. I stay one thousand. Hell yeah. That makes a lot of sense, homie. So when you first got got into the rap game, it's obviously publicized. I'm pretty sure you've been asked this before, but the whole uh situation with your homie Q Ball and, and yeah. that video shoot, that yeah. was very publicized. Um Take us back to the day, homie. I know, I know that that has been years and shit, but the climate back then—you guys were deep as fuck at a park. It's tension, and you guys just coming back out. Just, just um, coming back out there. Um, well, you know, I got my respect, dog. I got both sides. I got my brothers, them over there on the red side, and it's pretty much, you know what I'm saying? It's that really not that bad over there with with them. But now, prior, you know, some prior shit that went on, and that had caused tension at that place. Feel me? And uh, you know, sad to say, we lost a real one. Rest in peace, cue ball. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And then was it was it was highly publicized. I mean, before news, before social media, we had the streets. That's how shit got around. And I remember hearing about that, and. Uh, being a fan of your music, everybody knows that. I mean, when you really pay attention to a motherfucker, you always said the Locust, right? Sebo, but you could call me the Locust. Right. So right. when I was hearing that track and, and Brother Lynch was like, the Locust motherfucker was, you know, yeah. whatever he said, I was like, damn, Bo Loke was involved with this shit. So I was like tripping out and I always wanted to ask about it. As you got over, you, you hear rumors, shit like that. But I, I definitely confirm now that it was at your video shoot. Um, did that cause problems like like over time with you and Lynch and the, the rap shit? Or, yeah. Yeah, it did for a minute. Yeah, because he was coming out like, 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 not dissing, but just like, you know, in pain in the music, you know what I'm saying? Because he yeah. lost a brother just like you did, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It did. But so, we all know this is what we signed up for. Sad straight to say, up. Sad to say, homie. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? Did that Did that ever get a resolve? Did you and Lynch ever get on the, yeah. on the same same page yeah, before, before the record? Before what? Before the record, you guys did Block Moving. Was that something Yeah, that- we was pretty much, you know, trying to... I just kept going back to the penitentiary. I wasn't out long enough, you know what I mean? I kept going back, kept going back. Got a new number, kept going... You know what I mean? I'm, like, running through numbers over there. Damn. You feel me? So my whole career, that's why they... You know what I mean? It's been done from behind the wall. You know? Damn. That's some crazy shit, homie. And speaking on that, I remember thinking, like, man, I gotta, I gotta see someday... These cats on MTV. I got to see these cats someday on the BT, man. And uh, I remember, like I said, being in and out. And I remember I never had cable growing up. We were, we were pretty much poor. And like maybe 15, 14, I don't remember what year it was, but my mom started getting a little bit of paper. And I remember my main argument when my mom was like, get cable. She's like, I don't watch TV like that. I'm like, I got to see the MTV. I got to see some BT shit. I need to see some, some music videos. I, I, that's all I gave a fuck about. Right, right. And uh, finally we got it. And I remember that day clearly, homie. 
that I'm sitting there making a sandwich in my living room, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I hear Sacramento artist door, dun, dun, dun. you know the MTV news shit, the stamp. Yeah. They're like Sacramento artist Seaboard. I fucking dropped my shit, ran to the TV, like what the fuck? And they were showing the whole shit in the court case. I was like, damn, it finally happened. But not the way we wanted it. We wanted the video. They were just in that motherfucker highlighting your situation and the story right. and everything like that. I, I heard stories and I've seen other interviews where you talk about how it happened. Let's talk about like uh, the 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 impact that that had on your life more because it's already been publicized. I want to know how that changed your life because getting that, regardless good good or good or bad news, it's all good. It's all good publicity. The situation where MTV came to Cincinnati. Yes, sir. The guns and the marijuana case. That's what that was about. I just remember. I remember what I remember. What I remember. Mm. Maybe or was what, it freedom of speech? Freedom of speech. Okay. Oh, yes. okay. freedom of speech because they were saying something about the DA and they were trying to trip on you about your lyrics and using rap lyrics against you. Well, that was. Um, they had that written up in my parole. What are the parole papers? Okay. You know, uh, you can't promote gang gang violence or violence against law enforcement. And this was written up. In the parole shit, you know what I'm saying? So when I came home, that was the parole paper I signed, right? But what, you know, I still did what I did. I came out with to my casket drop. They went, they went and picked the record up at 12 o'clock at night. You know, back then, Tower Records would sell your shit at 12 if it's hot. 12 a.m., they open the doors, we motherfuckers lined up out there. They went and got my shit. Then came raided me in the morning. Damn. You feel me? Just like that. Just like that, dog. And you already had 187 on the DA on that motherfucker. Man, that's what it was. <laughs> Deadly game, everything. Hey, so let me ask you something. What what made you kick off and say, fuck it? They're threatening me with this shit. I'm going to go back. I'm in and out this motherfucker. I'm, I'm going through these numbers anyways. What made you say, fuck it, I'm kicking off this track? And, and, and that's deeper, homie. That ain't no rap beef. Now you're kicking off a beef with a whole fucking judicial system, homie. That's deep. So, talking about the next album, once they once they lock me up, I, I wind up getting out. Yes, sir. Then I went and did Enemy of the State. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing what the fuck they was talking about, what, you know, still not promote gang violence and uh, violence against law enforcement. And I started that record off with a uh, police. You know what I'm saying? Getting done with. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was just like saying, fuck what y'all talking about is freedom of speech. I'm going to do me. I'm not out there selling crack robbing no more. You feel me? Now I'm in here talking about this shit, and y'all don't even want me to do that? Damn. You don't want me to give them that lifestyle. You know, they try to silence us any way they can, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, I just kept them pushing, kept it pushing. They ain't fuck with me no more. That was it. That was it. Damn. Now, I turn on BT, Rap City, and I hear that motherfucking get the, we get the money. Now I see Sebo where his his proper, proper shine is, getting that nationwide radio, or I will say fuck radio, nationwide video play. How did that feel going from the struggles of the streets, being from a city that was that was written off as far as in mainstream rap media, having to get chores from the from the mud from the ground up, in and out of jail, seeing seeing the previous homies from your hood already on while you were facing the real street shit, 
Now you're in the motherfucking mix. How did that feel, my G? Feel great. You know, I was uh, giving life to other artists then too. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, helping people get on. You know, and uh, that's what it was. That was what was important to me. Building the crew. Oh yeah, that was the most important. You know what I mean? We're um, talking La Rue, Killer Tay, Marvelous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had them all. That was the most important thing to me. Building the crew. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the game. You still got the same thought process of putting your team together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, and uh, I had loved ones around me, and uh, man, we just uh, went did our own thing, independent, got us a distribution deal, and we just stood on our own. You know? Hell yeah! And you were you were one of the first West Coast artists. I mean, obviously we know Easy E was out here, but he was signed to a major major record label with Jerry Heller. You were one of the first West Coast artists that were doing that independently and actually getting that 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 video play on BT, actually getting that love and getting MTV looks and shit like that. Now you're in a position to have your own empire. You're putting homies on from different different uh, you know aspects of life because I know uh, Lil Cycle was from 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 Phoenix, right? No Cycle from uh, 29th Street. Oh, is that right? So, no, I just remember in an interview back in the days on a sickness. He used to be out in Phoenix. He heavy, was living. He was yeah, living out there. That's right. There yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, I've been I've been people for years. I just remember yeah. him saying, "Yeah, I'm posted up out here in Phoenix and shit." Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. But yeah, just just knowing that you were able to put all these cats on. Now, you're moving forward into the into the future, but before that, before that, you were already getting the calls and the and the cosigns. Of, I would say the requests of big legendary artists. Now, speak on. How the fuck did the whole pot connection come come about? Coming from from a homie from Sacktown, um, <clears throat> from all that. How did that even come about? My homie called me one day and said, "Hey, and Tupac on stage. He said your name. He's like looking for you in Seattle. I used to stay up there. You know what oh, I mean? I guess he had a tour up there. But I was in Cali at the Summer Jam down there, and yeah. he was up there at the Summer Jam. So my homie called me and tell that, that that's when I first knew that he fucked with me. You feel me?" Then um, Richie Rich gives me a call. Shout out to Richie Rich, and uh, he's like, "Hey man, Pac, Pac wanna, you know, he wants you to come down and, uh, you know, get in this video and do some shit. You feel me? Like he wants you in his remix for the California Love. So we like, oh okay, cool. So you know, and then um, we wind up pushing down there. You feel me? We wind up pushing down there and. Uh, Pac pretty much was a like, you know, he was pretty much a Sebo fan. You feel me? You know, I mean, jumped in the bins with him, man. We spent off, and you feel me? It's, a, it's, a, it's a, <laughs> you know, it's a cold game. But he had love for me, man. That's what that's what it was, man. You know, it was respect. Hell yeah. And, and the fact that a, a, a rapper that big and that that big of an artist. Was touching, touching down and like, man, I need to fuck with this cat. How did you feel at the moment? Did you feel like, okay, now I'm starting to hit the the right, the right cat's attention? Did you feel like life was about to start changing for you? Like, what, what was the feeling? It's like, man, you don't know what's next. You don't know what's next. You just going. You just going. You know what I mean? You don't know what's next. So it's like, you know, it feels good that other people acknowledge me. And, you know, they like my shit, you feel me? But I, I, I know I'm giant, you know what I mean? I know where I, where I could be, you feel me, if the steps is right. Hell yeah. You feel me? 
but I, I, you know, I'm fighting demons, you know what I mean? Like, you know, these white folks trying to keep me down, you feel me? You know, and then, you know, things get good. Independent going good, I got a lot of artists. You feel me? I'm going into the 2000s. You know, we touring, we doing a lot of stuff. And then my little brother get killed. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And when, when that happened, it was like, man, fuck the rap game. Let's go back to the streets. You know, that's what it was like. Damn. What year was that, my G? It was 2004. Fuck. And I'm finding a pistol case, you know what I mean? Just got caught with a pistol. Just get bonded out. You know what I'm saying? And still going back and forth, though, you feel me, with all this shit. So my life different, you know what I mean? A lot of people would talk about this shit and how, how they doing this or whatever. Shit, man. More blessing to you. Wow. Man, homie, that's a lot. Um, going from going from that moment of meeting Pac and getting the invitation to be on one of the highest selling rap artists, if not the highest hmm. selling shit in, in history. Now, now, now you're cooking. Now you're in some shit that's like now the whole world is tapping in, and now everybody wants to know. Because I remember very clearly, I was showing the homies young that gas chamber, tells from the crib, all this, right? Mm-hmm. Homies are circling back now. All eyes went, hey, the homie you were showing my... <coughs> he's on Pac's new shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, I remember yeah. it was like a victory even as a fan. Like, hell yeah, homie's starting to really do his thing, right? Mm-hmm. How, did that, how did that change your life in that moment? Because that was the biggest album in the world. Man, that had me... Uh, that really put me out there, you feel me? I was in a Jack the Rapper in Atlanta. You know, they had me perform out there, you know, doing different things, moving state to state. You feel me? And... um you know, it just added fuel to the fire. You know what I mean? Because we was independent. We was going everywhere. You know, straight to the hood, passing the CDs out. <clears throat> so when they dropped that, that was just, man, that was, that put me right there where I needed to be. You feel me? Oh, yeah. Did you feel at that moment like, okay, now I want to go from independent to being, um, like, like getting signed? Or you were still like, hell no, nah. you already had your visions stay where you wanted to be? I was caught up for a minute. I was caught up for a minute. I wanted to I wanted to sign. You know what I mean? Being around death row the way they was doing it. It's like shit. You know, I was just, you know what I'm saying? They was doing it for real. We still sideways, one foot in, one foot out, one foot out, you feel yeah. me? <laughs> so uh yeah, that was like shit. I wanna sign over here. Pop was like, nah, you wanna sign over here. Signing my label when I start my label. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what? I'm like, shit, I want to go to, you know what I'm saying? But shit, nigga. Hell yeah. That's amazing, you know tell, tell me about the first time you walked in them doors, homie. What were you like, like, the experience, the vibe? Like, everybody has their own experience. And I, 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 I want to know, and I'm just being real, no disrespect to nobody, but when I picture a bolo walking through death row, I look at it a little different than the most of the, the rappers. Yeah, I feel like you're yeah. walking in there with a little bit more chest out, like what's cracking, like, like well, I, I just yeah. feel that. I, I don't feel like Suge's Death trying Road. to put, Suge ain't trying to push C-Ball, press C-Ball. No, 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 no. I mean, everybody, it's, it, it's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, certain people, you know who you could press on. Come on, man. Nobody want to die. Yeah. You feel me? Like, nobody want to be in prison, having a fucking war or whatever the fuck for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. That's kid shit. You know, we all grown. You know, I came on, on out, out of respect. You feel me? A pot. So, and the coldest thing, though, when I walked in there, me and this nigga sure got on the same motherfucking shit. He got a red Nike, uh, the new Nike sweatsuit that came out. I had a blue one on. Damn. With the Air Forces. He got the red Air Forces. I got the blue with the red Air Forces. <laughs> <laughs> the shit just came out. You yeah. feel me? I guess he went and bought the red one. I went and bought the blue one. But it was a lovely thing. Oh, yeah. You know, it was respect. It was, it was like, shit, that shit was like family. Everybody was in there drinking, smoking, you know, smiling. Oh, yeah. Wasn't nobody in there looking like they was fresh out of YA and they was trying to check it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was a good time. And then that's the day I met the outlaws and all the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? Shit, that's the day I met Shug. You feel me? Shit. Hell yeah. So. Who engineered the session? Uh, we had Mike Mosley, Johnny J. Rest in peace, Johnny J, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we run Mike Mosley down there. He, he did a few tracks. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, me, 40. You know, we did the We Ain't Hard to Find. The Click and Richie Rich. That was the first song. And then Pop was like, I need you to do another one with me. Damn. I said, well, come on. He picked the beat out. He went wrote verses and shit. He wrote his shit like 15 minutes. You feel me? Went and laid that shit. I went and laid my shit. Uh, played it one time. And I'm over here rolling the blunt. He came to me and said, man, I need you to do one more with me. Fuck. He was feeling that shit. Y'all need to do one more with me with them with my outlaws and woo woo woo. You feel me? Shit, that's where uh, trade war stories came at. Just killing shit over there. You know? Dropping some legendary shit. All on the spot. <laughs> All on the spot, homie. So going from going from the independent grind and being in the hood, in and out, now you're on this motherfucking record label. The biggest the, now you own your own record label. Right. Now you, you got the biggest fucking album featuring your voice. Right. Multiple times, right. requested by the biggest rapper on the planet, and you're still you're still one foot in, one foot out. Was there was there a moment where you're like, okay, this shit that's been following me my whole life, the shit that I've been I've been facing, struggling, we all struggle and, and face it, right? Was there a moment where you're like, okay, I just need to dedicate myself to this music now. This shit could really change my life all the way, and I could just look past all this shit, or you were just like, nah, fuck this, I still gotta. Hold on to what I started. I was surrounded. I couldn't step away from it. Damn. I'm surrounded by it. And they say, you you, you know, you want to, you know, change your friends. You got to step away from your friends if you want to do something. I was stuck. You feel me? I was stuck. Wasn't nothing I could do about that. Nowhere to go, you feel me? Then I married my wife. And that, that gave me the break. I started seeing the different... I start seeing shit different. You know what I mean? Once I got married, it, I seen shit different. Oh, I need, oh yeah, this shit's serious. I'm just coming from a kid though, you feel me? Being incarcerated, you still a kid. You know what I mean? So, had to get it right, man. Damn. Had my daughter and it's just start, shit start formulating for me. And we're gonna highlight that. Congratulations to you. 
I know. I don't know. It's been shared publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, want to be the one. Yeah, you know, hey, you you have. I know you coming from the same same background as me. We all get the. You ain't gonna be shit in life. Right. You fucking throw your shit away. You are gonna be dead by this age. Yeah. This rap shit ain't gonna work. Yeah. Nope. Now look at that. You defeated all odds. It worked. You're successful. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, you know, dox what you pulled up in. But let me let me guarantee that what you pulled up in is a lot cleaner than any motherfucker that probably ever doubted you. <laughs> Daughter just graduated college. Yes. I mean, I mean, life is a beautiful thing for Sebo these days. Yeah, and, and, and I believe that the fact that you didn't sign to a masterpiece, the fact that you didn't sign to a Pac, and, 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 and unfortunately he made his demise, these kept on putting you in, in your path of being independent and right. being a boss of your own, right. controlling your own destiny. Not having nobody else to blame or or lean on and keep pushing this West Coast line. Keep pushing this SIBO shit. Keep pushing this motherfucking movement. That's what it's about. So I feel like that shit was meant to be. Your your destiny wasn't by by accident. Right. And it's a, and it's an example, it's a testament. It's a testimony to show that you don't need nobody, homie. If you believe in yourself, your destiny's gonna be just exactly how it's supposed to be. You might get these looks, you might get these moments where you're gonna have motherfuckers show show love and respect to your craft and your sound. But you don't have to sign away your, your, your rights. You don't have to go under another man's blueprint. You could continue to go forward in what you believe in, keep on mobbing on what, you, what you've been stomping on, and look at homie, life is beautiful because you kept the same vision, the same morals, the same, the same tactics, and just kept applying them. And they only got right. bigger and bigger and bigger and snowballed and the fire got bigger. So my props to you on that, homie. Shit. Appreciate you, homie. I, I, think, I think it would have been a much different situation if you would have signed the death row because then you would have had... Right. A story like everybody else of being bitter or how Shug held them back or shelved them or whatever the fuck is. And you never had that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a beautiful thing. Appreciate it. Pimp C. Where did Pimp, the, where, rest in peace, Pimp C. How did, how did that connection happen? Like, that, that's huge too. So, Pimp C. I'm in the Lamontrose Hotel in Hollywood. That was a spot back in the day. Pac is the one. I ain't know nothing about it until I came and fuck with Tupac. Okay. You feel me? So everyone eat. That's where I used to go to. Ever since then, that was my spot. So all my people, we be up in there. So we coming out to go somewhere about ten of us or some shit. And uh, and Pimp C and Bum B was coming in the hotel. And then Pimp turned around and said, "Hey man, I smell that shit, man. Who got it? Who got some? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, he wanted to buy some." I was said, well, I talked to him for a minute. He said, yeah, you DK Wolf, this, this, this. So I went to my truck, and I gave him an ounce of weed. The shit we were smoking. Hell I yeah. said, here, man, nah, you good. And he was like, what? Dude, I can have it. I keep it. Yeah, so I, that was our first time. And from then, it was just it's just love. That's what was linked up and shit. You feel me? I heard that, that he was a, a big fan of your music. Mm -hmm. And that he, he would definitely say that you were one of his favorite one ever. One of his favorite rappers. Ever. Uh, that's huge, homie, to have Pac and PMC to yeah. say that you're one of their favorite artists. That's legendary, homie. That's what's up. Never, never signed to a major label. Did it from the ground up, coming from a city that that you had to get it and, and make your name known even harder. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I, I think these are all dope-ass things. The Jacker, California legend. Yes. My figures. Speak on it. How, how, did you, how did that connection happen? How did you find them? How did you sign them? Like, I want to know how that, that came about. I came out of prison uh, again and uh, figured out my, my boy was saying, hey, man, you need to get a little group. You know what I mean? You need like a little outlaw, a little clique. You feel me? And uh, he said, man, it's a bunch of rappers over in this little city. 
Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, shit. Just let's round them up. You feel me? See if we can round them up. So they wind up all going to a little record store, like a whole bunch, probably about 25 rappers. You feel me? Going to a little record store. So we pull up. Boom! I got them all freestyling and rapping and whatever the hell. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we pick five. Well, I pick five of them. I pick four of them. And uh, pick the Jacker, Ryder, AP, and FedEx. Well, two of them was in a group with Hustler. You know what I'm saying? They was like, hey, bro, let my cousin come. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't there, though. You feel me? So I was like, you know, boom. So I wound up taking them home back to my, my city. Well, I took them, I was in Fairfield then. Took them back to Fairfield and uh, brought them up in the house. I had a uh, Spice one in there. Pound of weed and shit. And we just had the motherfucking beat on and shit. We were playing the new beats and shit from uh, Mike Mosley and everybody was sending us beats. And shit, that's where I created the mob figures at. Just like that. Took them in the crib, off, off the rip. Off the rip, put them on one of my biggest albums. Damn. That's so this going to be my group. Shit. I'm going to put them on my album. The last album over there, you want it, I'm putting my group on there. You feel me? Damn. And then that's how they, you know, they got their eyes up, and then we dropped Seaboss Mob figures. Hell yeah. And, and, and for you to take some street cats that you never met before in your life, just met them off the rip and take them into your crib, into your world. And open up what you're doing. Open up your kingdom and your empire. Took them home to my kids. That's hard, homie. That that speaks volumes, homie. That Took them home volumes. to my wife, my kids. That speaks volumes, homie. Cause That's a real I, motherfucker. I come from that big homie type. I was the youngest motherfucker in the clique. You feel me? So look out for your loved ones, homie. You feel me? Damn. Not a lot of real motherfuckers like that in the world, homie. That's, that's some real shit. That a lot of people speak on shit like that, but they don't do it, homie. They don't, they, they don't, they don't stand on it. They'll just be like, yeah, they'll, they'll, it's easier to come out the mouth, but to actually put that shit in action, that's huge, homie. They you ain't been down enough, homie. That's what it is. They ain't been lost enough. You know, niggas been spanked one time. Spanked multiple times. Every part of the system. You feel me? So you pick who you want. For sure. You feel me? Hell yeah. Come on, man. This him, nobody fucking with him. You know, so. You could feel it. It's an energy that's like, real motherfuckers always feel each other. Like, like it's just, it's a, it's an unspoken rule. It's like, mm. you just, it, it just comes naturally. You know what I'm saying? Right. Looking out for real motherfuckers. The connection to, to Kansas City, how did that end up happening? How did you even end up clicking up with, with Tone and the whole, the whole situation? Well, I had a concert out there. They had brought me down there for a concert. Brought the mob figures with me, the whole squad. We went down there and did something. And uh, they wanted to bring Fat Tone to my, my um, hotel room. He was young. They like, hey, listen to my little cousin rap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, they were doing that. So he rapped. And we was like, oh, shit, that little motherfucker hard. You know what I mean? That little motherfucker hard. And from there... I start fucking with him every time I went down there. I would, you know, hook up with him and shit. You know what I'm saying? And through the years, shit, I just wound up coming over to the label and, uh, you know, rocking with us. You know? Hell yeah. And, and you guys were connected every time you would pull up out there. You guys were together, uh, shit like that, right? Yeah, all the time. He, he, he tones wild. Legendary stories. 
I heard them all. I heard I heard man, them all. Like man, man, shootouts, craziness out there, man. Crazy shit, huh? Yeah. So so would you say uh, that was like one of the cities you would go to a lot? Like, what what was the city that you would say like? Being real, being from Cali, and we leave, you know, you go to other cities and shit. Sometimes you think it's sweet in certain spots, and then you get woken up kind of like just like confident, like, damn, these motherfuckers out here really putting it down. That's was it. That, that was the city right there, Kansas City? a bunch city. of them, yes. Kansas City, shit. What's another one? Minnesota, man. They got, they got them motherfuckers everywhere they came banging at. Straight up. Oklahoma City, you know what I'm saying? Like, they all over, you know? And then, you know, shit. You know how people do, man. You know, don't do what they want to do. So going from that, being involved in that, not involved, but but having connections to that, I would say. Obviously, it's, it, it was a high, highly publicized that Mac Dre lost his life over there. Yeah, rest in peace, Mac. Rest in peace, Mac Dre. Rest in peace, Fat Tom. Rest in peace, Fat Tom. Crazy. How, how, how did that affect your relationships back home? Because obviously people, people always are quick to think, the sense you're standing next to somebody that you that you I wouldn't say are affiliated, but you know how it says guilty by association, right? So sometimes you take that that flex, sometimes that heat. Did did that make things a little tough back home, or how how did that feel? No, not really. I, I, when Tone died, I was in prison. Uh, same thing with Mac Dre. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't I wasn't even on the streets then. And um, when it, back then, when I would hit the streets, it was strictly strictly studio family and I'm working got it I got other artists I gotta you know get working so it was like really business and it was like you know I wasn't really in the streets to even feel what was going on at that time you know what I mean but even behind the wall it's been nothing but love all Bay Area you know what I mean Vallejo everything I never had you know what I'm saying no issues out there hell yeah real ones real ones know how to navigate and do it um the hometown shit now, now, years later, we got this new rapper coming up, and now we got Mozzie, and he's doing this thing. I, I was disappointed to see that, to be real, because I was like, man, this fool's tripping. Like, Bo's an OG legend. Like, to me, I felt like he shouldn't even have had the audacity to even think about this. And I felt like even if you were dissing him, he should have just took that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get every man got to stand up for this, but I feel like just on seniority, just out of the OGness of who you are to the city and who you are to the state and, the, and, and, and hip hop in the West Coast, right. like some some shit just some words just need to be walked away from. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. I, I, I would say that was definitely not a good look for him. Um, speak on that. I mean, I, obviously that's not something we want to keep put pumping up, but getting past that, I should say, like like how, how I was do you tired feel? of a, I was just tired of a situation that was going on back and forth with the younger. Homies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the street shit was cool, whatever. But now it's, it's turning into rap. Now you rapping about the street shit that's going on. And that just was like, you know what I'm saying? That shit wasn't cool. Yeah. And that's where the really like, once he was, you know, doing his interviews and not, you know, giving respect, I knew it was some type of situation, you know, animosity or something. But he from a different generation should be nothing but love nigga you feel me you were young you know I don't got nothing against him I don't know you straight up I can't dislike somebody I don't know that ain't real you feel me hell nah yeah 
I mean, you from there, I'm from here, nigga. Shit, what that mean? I got homies from there. That we used to shoot at each other. We cool, you feel me? Got past that shit. <laughs> a lot of years. You know what I'm saying? Man. So, so, so being the, the fact that you are a staple in California, being the fact that you are a legend, I mean, straight up, and, and been out here Appreciate doing your it. thing and, and, and pressing the line for this West Coast California music and standing tall on what, you, what you've been pushing the line for years, how do you feel about the new generation not sounding like the West Coast, trying to copy other shit, trying to be like down South, trying to have that different type of sound? Like, what would you say to that? I like it. I, when they ask me this, I tell them this. We had our time with our generation of what we did, right? For the ones that stood on it, so I, we, I salute all of them. You feel me? The new generation, they got their own way of thinking. They got their own way of doing drugs. What did you expect? True. That offbeat. You know what I mean? Just going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, more power to it. You feel me? I did mine. You did yours. You feel me? And we still got that same rhythm. Yeah. That same thing that makes them get goosebumps and shit. You feel me? The real music. We still got that. It don't matter what they doing. You know? Straight up. Now, when it comes to digital age versus physical, you've been an artist that was able to sell physical copies more than most people could ever even wrap their minds around. What is the difference that you feel as far as having the advantage in, in the new age with the digital quick instant gratification? Or would you rather have the old school being able to press it up and having more control of every single copy? Or would you rather be, be these days? What, what do you prefer? Well, where is that right now? It's pennies. You know what I'm saying? It's pennies for them to hear your music. You know Damn. what I mean? True shit. What the fuck? We working for pennies now. They just they they just trying to destroy us because they see is this part of the. They see who getting to the money. You feel me? They rather us out there on the corner, so they can put us in a cage and get all that done. You feel me? So they always try to find a way to push us away. But, you know. Good days was good. We could sell a CD for ten dollars. You know what I'm saying? Man, what was what was that like? Like when you used to go to the the distributors and the, and the wholesalers, the people that would buy your music, would you have like a middleman distributor? Or would you physically like would they get it from Bolok themselves? I mean, it depends. Shit, the homie might go up there, or you know, might send somebody up there in the van because the CD's already pressed up from yeah. another spot. Then we take them to the distributor and sell them the CDs. You feel me? Oh yeah, damn, that's crazy, honey. And I never thought of that aspect. And every single person I've asked that so far, nobody's nobody said that yet. And that was a good that was a good addition, homie, because that's a good point that I don't think a lot of people are thinking about. Shit, from 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 seventeen dollars to pennies, homie. You know what I'm saying? And if what? you if you had the independent shit unlocked, like I know you did, you were able to set your own shit. You know what I'm saying? And then the generation is born into this penny shit. Damn, they don't know nothing about that. So the value's just you gone. Me? Yeah. So they can never do that again. Damn. And the value just keeps getting lesser and lesser <laughs> and, and lesser. If you want that, you got to go over there and sign that paperwork with them. You feel me? And then nine times out of ten, they do what they want. 
They're like, man, man, maybe I might not even put out this album after all. I don't even feel like putting it out. And if I feel like putting it out, then you're going to recoup all this shit anyway. So that shit's crazy, bro. The, the rap game is different. And, I, and I, I've always been taught and schooled in this independent shit, being on my own record label, being who I am now. I've been approached by many record labels and, and, and majors and something about it just never sounded. It, I think, like, as a kid, it's like the dream, like getting that football contract, getting signed, right? But times have changed so much that I just feel like, man, like, it's not as appealing as it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, these days, it, it, it's more appealing to own your own shit right. and be in charge of your own shit and boss up like that. So I think you always had the formula and, and the strategies way ahead, homie. Like, motherfuckers, you had a blueprint that people follow to this day. And people are still trying to do it, still trying to own their own shit, trying to put up, put other motherfuckers on it, find sounds and create a mob figures, create a, a, a label and put homies on it. Man, you've done a lot, homie. You've done a lot without without the training, without the the how you how you used to say the background of, of business, without um shit with facing just the fucking being award in the state and in and out. I mean, I think you probably one of pound for pound, one of the ones that did it the most. Facing all the challenges that you faced, homie. Think about that. I mean, you probably spent more time behind walls than you've been out here. And look at how much music you put out and killed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. shit's amazing, homie. Um, what was your favorite album that you ever recorded and why? I think uh, Enemy to State. I think Enemy to State was the favorite one. And why is that? Um, it was my first, my own doing album. You know what I mean? Um, I was up in Seattle. Uh, you know, had my family up there. Had the mob figures up there. Had my whole crew up there. You know, nice big studio. and It was just beautiful. You feel me? Hell yeah. The different producers flying in and out, you know. It was, uh, it was like the int- the enter into the, to the game for me. You feel me? And it was open, wide, running. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's hard as fuck. Yeah. Now, how'd you end up in Seattle? Meeting your wife? That's how you ended up out there? Nah, man. Um, first time I ever left California, gas chamber. Uh, we all jumped in the suburban, went to Seattle. As soon as we got off the freeway, first light we hit, that's all I heard was my records. Damn. Like everybody was bumping gas chamber at that time. It was a trip to me, you feel me? We went to this fucking uh, barbershop, and uh, that's all they was playing up there. Motherfuckers was, you feel me? <laughs> Knocking that shit. Motherfuckers coming up there talking about, we're Sebo walking right by me. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was my first time going up there, and then uh, I wound up meeting some real people, man, and uh, shit's been on ever since. Oh yeah, you went up there and planted another seed. So you went, you went from Seattle. You you lived a couple places out, out of state. So you went from Seattle to Atlanta, and where else have you been? Man, I've been all over, dog. It's been all over the map. What? Been all over, dog. Shit. Dallas. You know I have these little, you know, I have these little stops. You feel me? But um, yeah. Ohio, shit, Kansas City, man. Arizona, shit, you know, Cali home, no. Oh, yeah, you really got it in a lot of places. That's dope to hear. I've been running, you know, gotta, you know, when you be running, you be promoting and you be moving and shit. I ain't got no major label, you know, doing this shit, you feel me? 
all independent, all out the trunk, all out the all out the, the gutter, straight up. Like, and then on top of that, you were having uh, paroles, probation, numbers. You have to report and shit like that. Like, yeah. how was how was that working? Trying to I trying shook, to get that stage. I shook that in. Uh, I want to say ninety. Oh man, it's crazy. I, I got I got probably about two thousand five. Two thousand five, man. Then fuck around and caught another case. Damn. In uh oh nine, sent me to the feds. Ever since then, I've been good. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy, you know what I mean? So you did most of your most of your shit state and the last one in the feds. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's crazy, man. So being the fact that you were one of Pac's favorite rappers and you were able to say, I think that asking this to most people wouldn't really matter, but I think to you it, it does. And I think that your point of view is very, very much needed in this. The, the West Coast went through a heavy transition after Pac passed. Right. And, and a lot of shit got confusing. Uh just a lot of shit happened. I mean, Snoop went down down south. A lot of different things happened. You're in and out. Everybody's like on some different shit. What do you think would have happened if Pac would have stayed alive? What do you think would have would have happened to the rap game? What do you think he would have happened with him? Uh, I've seen interviews where he said he wanted to get away from music and get more into acting. Like, what do you think would have ended up being the the end result? I probably think he would have been in acting more than the music. Yeah, because that's the next step. If you got that, what do you need that for? You know what I'm saying? Straight up. I think it'd be like a movie star for Denzel type shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was on his way, for real. Yeah, you feel me? I think he would have ended up in politics, too. Seemed oh, like yeah. He, he seemed like he was, a, he was into that shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He was trying. You he ever be. hear him talk about some shit like that? Any politics shit? Nah, 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 nah. He wasn't the president. No, not talking about none of that yeah, shit. None of that. He wasn't tripping. He was just it was it was just trying to get his money and stay in the studio. What was his work ethic like? Like hella fast, everyone says, right? Yeah, he, the song he did was right. Fifteen minutes, man. Fifteen minutes, dog. He was done with this whole verse. No pressure on, on Bolo. He what? wasn't tripping because I heard that like if the outlaws weren't done by a certain time, he wouldn't let him on the song. For some odd reason, I don't feel like that would have been a, a, a issue with you. <laughs> <laughs> he probably he probably did. I don't know. He's a fast worker, though. I'll tell you that. Hell yeah, how long did it take you to get your shit done on those on those tracks? Yeah, it wasn't that long. Not too long. I was right behind him. I ain't fast as pop. Hell yeah. But I ain't too far off. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that early old school connection that you had with E40, because I know that you had tracks with E40 way back in the days. I heard that he was your cousin. That's what that nah, was. Us. We used to say that. We say that because we so close. You know okay. what I mean? We like, we like family, though. Okay, because you know I, I would be like, yeah, that, this is a homie's cousin back in the days and shit. Yeah. Before, you know, before I even uh, had gas chamber, I was out there, you know, doing my thing. So, you know what I mean? Shit, it was like family, man. Anything, we slide, you know, hey, slide for each other. How did the, how did the two versions of Birds in the Kitchen come about? Oh, uh, um, man, you know, it was it was a nice song. We felt that uh, it might be, you know, good to uh, put, you know, water on, you know what I'm saying? And he just did the... The hook, you yeah. feel me? So, I ain't really know nothing about the motherfucking rap game, you feel me? Yet, I'm still brand new, though, you feel me? So, you know, we got him on the hook and uh, shot the video and shit. Thing was all right. Come, coming from a, a person that has so much in their catalog and so much music that's legendary, did you ever feel like you ever hit a point where you're like, damn, 
this motherfucker shit sounds like mine, or damn, this motherfucker really trying to take my music, because I, I hear a lot of, of, of artists that aren't signed to major labels get, yeah. their, get their ideas and their mu- music taken. Have you ever felt like something happened like that to you in the game? I done heard a couple of upcoming trying to, you know, upcoming cats try to sound like me, you yeah. know. But that's just like, you know, hey, you must be doing something good. Hell yeah. You got people trying to sound like you. But you never had no major artist take your shit? Nah. Oh, thank God. Not I'm, that I know of, you know. Yeah. That's crazy as fuck, man. I have. I had. I, I, it's been publicized that cat that rapped with Mozzie, that stupid young fool. What, his <laughs> biggest song that he has with Mozzie? Yeah. That's my shit. He Is stole my right? shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to show you. It's two of my songs blended. Everyone's like, hey, this fool smoking crack. That ain't his song. Like, I'm trying to tell people, <laughs> do I have to really break this shit down? It's two of my songs on the same album. I'm going to have to sh- show you motherfuckers and shit. But, yeah, that's, that's some fugazi shit. So that should be happening to people and shit. So I just want to see if it happened to you. It um, probably did. I just don't listen to these niggas' music. <laughs> you feel yeah, me? Up. I don't listen to these niggas' music. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I feel I'm too it. busy working, though. I got to, like, listen to my shit and my artists. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like, always. I ain't, I ain't no fan of music. No, Once I got into the music, I used to be a fan of music, homie. Yeah. Going down to Tower Records to get motherfucking, you know what I mean, a new fucking LL Cool J or fucking Ice Cube. Uh, you feel me? Like in WA, when that shit come out, we going down there, buying a record. Now, once I got into the game, not a fan of music no more. Now it should work. You feel me? I know what it is. Hell yeah. When you start to know what it is, like, man, that shit, that shit's not real. And just to keep it real, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was the next thing I was going to say. You start running into these motherfuckers, you were bumping, and you're like, wait a second. Why is this fool hitting the exit when I pull up with my homies from the hood? I thought this fool was with it. I thought this this rap shit he was talking about was real. Being in the rap game, you start realizing half these motherfuckers, 90% of these motherfuckers, it's softer than a cupcake. And you're like, just damn, what talented. the fuck happened? You know what I'm saying? just talented. That's good. They just talent. That's, I didn't know. You know what I mean? I was, when I, I'm like, nigga, it's open for us now. Gangster rap music. You feel me? I didn't know you had to be no gangster to do this shit. Straight up. <laughs> it's crazy, homie. There's a lot it's of CB4s like, out there, homie. A lot, bro. There's a lot of CB4s out there, homie. Low cash repping. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy, mm-hmm. homie. What 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 do you see the the, the future for yourself? Um, if you could have a perfect, perfect riding into the sunset, as they should say, that could be 10 years, 15, 20 years from now. No time soon. But what do you, what do you see leaving the legacy behind for yourself? What 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 do you see the ultimate vision? Oh, what am I doing? Yeah, what do you see your, your ultimate legacy that you leave behind? Man, it's, uh, you know, I'm, the thing is, I'm not, it, I'm not even, I'm still going. Feel me? Now I'm writing movies and stuff, so it's like I'm about to really venture into that Hell direction yeah. as script writing, you know, putting that thing together. Good shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like straight leveling up. Man, you got to. I mean, the music. It's cool, but, you know, that's past then. I got catalog, you know what I mean, that catalog. I do it here and there. I still got artists that's like, man, come on, man, drop on here, do some, you know, keep going, you feel me? But it's really, man, I got writing a movie style. Hell yeah. Uh, have you had experience with being in any type of acting before? Have you ever done any independent films or anything got like independent, that? Got a whole independent film, man, I shot uh, two, 2011. With Brian Hooks, um, 
we just ain't put it out, man. You know, and one of the actors, you know, rest in peace, passed away. And it was just hard on the, you know, the, the the team. You feel me? So, and then again, I went to the feds and wound up moving out. And it's just been sitting. Damn. That's crazy, homie. At least you still got access to it. A lot of motherfuckers that go to the feds get their shit taken, all their computers, all their shit, and they never see that shit again. I know so many yeah. people. I know myself. I got hard drives and all that shit that I'll never see again because of that. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Um, shit, man. Uh, moving forward into business as the business side of the music game, what would you give an advice to the youngsters coming up, being that you were always independent, being that you've always been in control of your shit? What could you tell these youngsters coming up in the game today as far as any type of advice on me? Man, invest into yourself. Invest into yourself would be the smartest thing for independent artists. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it don't take much. You know what I mean? You just got to know the right place. But invest into yourself, brother. It's a lot of artists out there with a gang of talent. Oh, yeah. And they won't even invest time into themselves. They feel yeah. like because they could flow so good or they could sing so good, like the whole world's gonna come to them. Nah. They don't understand the hustle. They don't understand the, the grind, the, the dedication, the long nights, the, the blood, sweat, and tears. Like, yeah, that yeah, shit's crazy to me. Yeah, I come outside. You gotta really come outside. These yeah, days coming outside, outside Bo is like motherfuckers just shooting their shit in the backyard. Our nah, days coming outside, yeah. we really had to be out there. Hey, t- we tired of audio, visual, we, we tired of audio gangsters. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to see the flesh. Hell yeah. I want to know what are Bolo's top five rappers Ooh. ever. Mm. Damn. It's so many, man. It's so many, dog. I'm going to tell you. I'm Okay. Q for one. But you put him at five or number one? Shit, cute, right. I'm gonna put him as shit number one. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what All I'm right. saying? I got to. Cute right. number one. Pac number two. Rock Kim number three. Damn. Right? Damn. Wow. And it's up to date too, though, because you know what I mean? I like Kendrick Lamar. I think he's nice. You feel me? Look, I can't even. That fifth one ain't coming. I can't get the fifth one out. It's all good. We'll stick with the top four. At the end of the day, if that's what you're feeling, that's what you're feeling. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Hell yeah. As far as steps, you know, or where they taking it, the levels in the game that they took it to. Hell yeah. I would never think that you would listen to Kendrick Lamar or feel that. Yeah. Just, just, I don't know why. I'm just tripping out on that. That, that, one, that one's tripping me out. I, 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 I've I listened to a couple nice. of music. A lot of people do. A lot of people like his lyricism and his wordplay. I me mean, personally, I don't know. I've tried to listen to a couple of his records, and I just, I just, it hasn't hit me yet. I, right. I, I, haven't, I haven't captured that. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really know. What do you think about like up-and-coming artists from the West Coast, like young up-and-coming homies like G. Perico? You, you fuck with that type of style? Have you ever heard that of that shit? Nah, the one I, the one you was talking about today. Um, nah, G Perico. He's a he's a cat from South Central. He raps. Uh, he represents from from Broadway. I don't know. The reason why I bring him up is he's like a 
like like as far as uh, representing like this West Coast shit, he be going hard representing Crip, and he's like super 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 represents where he's from. Oh, you talking about with the Jerry Curl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, homie. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. All okay, right. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were talking about uh, S.A. homie or something. Nah, nah, yeah, nah, nah. Yeah, 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 oh, because yeah, yeah. the name. The yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking I went straight to the, nah, the, the nah, Spanish. Nah, nah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah homie hard. Yeah, there's a lot of fools like that coming up, man. He hard. He yeah. hard. That's but the homie. I just ain't only see a few things on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I don't really pay attention. Like, I see Shit just from what, maybe watching awards or some bullshit or some shit. You yeah. feel me? Be like, oh, okay, he's motherfucking nice or whatever. So, hell yeah. I ain't really paying attention to music, dog. Hell yeah. Now I feel you. Now I see you really don't. You're in your own lane. I've been, in, I've been in it so long. You feel me? It's just like, it's like, I don't really fuck with it. Hell yeah. It's not really what you're feeling no more. You know? Well, shit, homie. At the end of the day, I hope to see this movie that you're writing. I know that's oh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. shit. Oh, we, we got a, I got a few down. I got a few down, man. Hell yeah. What's the first step to take to get those in, in motion to get them cracking? Man, get out here to one of these damn, uh, where they have these little movie things in Vegas and, you know what I'm saying, or online and tapping into people online and just, you know, moving around. Hell yeah. But, I, but been in, the, in, the, in the industry, I know a few people. That's who you know. You got to get out and about and meet people, man. Definitely. Networking is a motherfucker. You and mean? closed mouths don't get fed, especially in this industry, because uh-huh. you got to rub elbows with people. You got to meet people you just never know. Like the homie Noel G, he's a known actor. He was saying that just from being a, in somewhere like a, being a janitor or cleaning up somewhere, right, he was right. being he befriended a girl, and she ended up being the, the director on some big-ass show's father. That was her father, so that's how his shit started. So you just never know. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta show respect to everybody, show love to not... Not everybody deserves it, but the people that do, you just off never top. know. Off top, you know what I'm saying? It's just you never know what, what goes around comes around, you know? So, hell yeah, that's a dope thing, man. Um, I would like to say the 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 change of the sound from, from, from Gas Chamber all the way till now has evolved heavily. Now, what's what's your favorite type of beat or producer? Like, do, do we get Bolo straight, like... Original West Coast is what we're always gonna get. Do you like to venture out? Do you like to try different type of beats? Like, like, what, what do we expect on the new shit that you come when? When you do decide to drop some new music, everybody's switching over. You feel me? You know, yeah. everybody's trying to sell beats for the people that are rapping right now. Yeah. So they going, you know, whatever these trap beats and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, so they doing things like that. The thing is that we just gotta keep up. It ain't to change what you're talking about. It's just to keep up. Hell yeah. You feel me? Not to stay stuck. It's the most important thing. Staying relevant. Staying staying uh, with the times. And even, right, though, right. even though you don't pay attention, because I don't. I don't be paying attention to a lot of these cats. I'm just keeping it real. Um, you still you still know the temperature of the climate of the game, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Real motherfuckers, we still rub elbows. We still... Be rubbing uh, elbows with cats in the streets, so you still know what motherfuckers bump. You still hear the the, the chitter chatter, what's cracking, and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's important to still stay with the ear to the street, so to say. For sure. Um, moving forward into into 2023, into the end of it, do you have any projects coming out? Do you have any new albums about to drop? Like, what 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 could we expect? Really, not no albums. Um, pretty much songs. Like I just dropped a song uh, a couple weeks ago called Trap. You know, so we're just going one at a time. And like I said, I got some artists that's working right now. You know what I mean? They finna start dropping stuff. And, uh, you know, maybe we come with a compilation by the end of the summer or something like that. But no solo joint for me this year. Not this year, huh? Nah. Man, 
that's that's a disappointment. I wanted to hear that motherfucker, but shit, maybe we'll get in 24, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or maybe 29. <laughs> Hell yeah, I love to hear it, man. What's it, what's your favorite aspect of the game as far as being in the game this long and, and, and everything that you've seen and encompassed? Like, is there a certain part that you're like, all right, this is the part I enjoy about it the most? Man, where I, where I am right now, you know, where, where we came from, man, there's no more system there's no more gang shit you know what i'm saying i'm just at peace you know wife daughter just graduated college you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm cool with that took a long time to get there huh man i'm cool with that i you know where i come from i'm cool with this a lot of people want a lot of other stuff but i'm cool with you know i'm cool with just coasting homie at a point in your life you could finally breathe man what you could finally breathe. You don't have to look over your shoulder. Man, I'm Par- coasting. Parole officers, numbers. Yeah. yeah. You gave them motherfuckers back. Yeah, so. That's hard, homie. Congratulations for that alone. That's a, that's a situation that a lot of our people can't shake. And no matter what they do, they just they just can't get out of that struggle, homie. And you know, like I know, once you're in it, it's hard as fuck to get out of it. They'll find something. They'll find God. They'll find a woman. They'll find something. That's true. You don't have nothing. You're going to stick with the homies. Yeah, straight yeah, up. Because that's your love. That's some real shit. Ride or die like the other ones. Wow. That, that's gone. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you fuck going to for, further than that? That's what the attitude is. Real shit. Real you know shit. what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Did you enjoy Did you enjoy mentoring artists and, and, and helping them, or do you find that that's more of a headache? I like that. Yeah? I like mentoring the youth, helping the youth, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, anybody that want to do this shit, they really got the passion for it. Man, I got the time. You know what I'm saying? Got to be good. I got a whole bunch of people I'm working with. But, hey, trying to build this empire, man. Hell, yeah. And that you did. Would you ever be interested, or could we ever see a CBO giving back or, or speaking to the youth and, like, possibly... Doing like a, a juvenile hall run or, or something like where, where you could talk to the kids and you've never been interested in nothing like that. When I was in Seattle, uh, 2013, I was at a school where I would have these kids come together. You know, they was like trouble teens and shit like that. You know, I would have them sit down and play chess. I would play chess with them. And, you know, it was they would do agriculture and show them how to grow vegetables and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I would go through there with like two times a week and sit with them in their classroom, play chess with them, you know, talk to them about their problems and where they was from and all that old shit, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I asked because uh, we're trying to put together something, and, and I would like to tap in with my real ones out here and see yeah. if we could do something for the youth because yeah. that's that's something that's heavily on my, my chest to be able to give back. To people that struggle like us, come because, on, man. Because if we didn't have the rap shit, let's keep it one thousand. If we didn't have the homies that believed in us with the rap shit, what what would have been our stories? You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of homies <clears throat> got that opportunity. Not a lot of homies have that drive or even believe in themselves with the confidence. Right, right. All they all they want to do is get high and go go blast because that's the easier thing to do. Ride on their enemies and represent their hood, which you know and I know. Nine times out of ten, that shit doesn't lead to success. You know what I'm saying? No. You got to find a moment. Like you said, you got to find something. You got to find God, find a love, find a passion, find a, a love for music, whatever it might be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. man, that's an important thing. Shit, well, <clears throat> I would like to uh, give you your flowers, homie. And I, and I said this since Gate. Um, 
man, I and no capping, homie. You're my, one of my favorite rappers of all time. <laughs> Having you sit down in this this seat is an honor, homie. I, I only like to highlight legends, and when 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 I speak, I'm, let me take that back. I only like to call people legends that I feel authentically true to that. People say that I've been throwing around that word, but thankfully and, and fortunately, every single person that sat in that seat so far has been of legendary status, homie, and I, and I appreciate the contributions you've given to this coast. I appreciate the contributions you've given to my life musically. You helped build my, my soundtrack to my life. And uh, I also appreciate the, the independent grind that you put out there to show that, that other artists could do that because right. a lot of people have followed that, that blueprint to be all the way truly independent, to not have somebody else in the in the mix and a Jerry Heller or someone like that doing their thing. And no disrespect to Easy because he is the godfather of this shit, but sure, I think it's sure. amazing that you you truly didn't have nobody right there. You were doing that shit by yourself and, and you smashed all the way like that, you know? So that's just an amazing thing, homie. I appreciate shit. you. Homie. At the end of the day, dog, like, uh, you're a motherfucking legend, homie. And, and, and more people need to acknowledge people in your positions that have actually contributed to this coast and help influence some of their favorite rappers of all time. Man, that's motherfucking you, amazing, homie. And I hope that I could help contribute to whatever you got going on. Right. You know, I be doing my acting shit. I know a lot of directors, producers, investors. If there's anybody I could plug for you for what you got going on, I'm up. here, homie. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? So, up, shit. Well, before we get up out of here, I would have to say, as cool as you are as a homie. <laughs> You're not going <laughs> to escape the motherfucking Mr. Criminal game show. And 2023 Mr. Criminal on tonight, we are live with my homeboy, Bolo, a.k.a. motherfucking Sebo. What's cracking, homie? Man, what it do, Criminal? Man, we in here, homie. We in here. And this is Mr. Criminal, the game show. Now we have changed channels. And the, the rules are very, very simple. It's either a yes or a no, or, or this motherfucker or that motherfucker. That's about as simple as that. Because in school, I, I didn't really pay attention to tests, so I like to make it simple as I, I understand them. You know what I'm saying? Taking it back. Taking it back. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. I ask everybody. You've already said your top two, but I'm going to say as far as influence to the whole game, not favorite rappers, Talking about influence. Who influenced the game more in hip hop? Big Ear Pop. Pop. Hell yeah. Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis? Which one would you rather have? Sega. Sega. <laughs> All right, what's what's your favorite game on Sega, my G? That was my I shit forgot. too. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong Nintendo, homie. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sonic, homie. Sonic's on Sega. I have both of them. Motherfuckers. I figured out which one. I'm like, ah, shit. Hey, had the the underground ones that played both, homie. That's what it was all about, homie. You had to be you had to be part of that elite group. But nah, hell yeah. If you could get rid of one for the culture, and you could only keep one. And one had to go, one era, and you could hold on to one for whatever impact it made. Would you keep NWA or the Death Row era? And you were, you were part of one of the legacies right there. That's heavy. Damn. <laughs> Death Row era. You would keep or get rid of it? I would keep it. Okay. So NWA's got to go. Sorry Damn. about that, big dog. Because hey. I was in that era, man. Nah, I can't for sure. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's a good what? point. What? Pac, everybody, hold on, man. Okay, okay. Now, when it comes to groups, when it comes to groups, would you say Dark Pound or Outlaws? Oh, you dirty dog. Why you what you doing? We got to make them a little harder, time. I lied in the beginning when I, I said they were easy. I love the outlaw, dog. I love the outlaw, dog. 
gotta go with outlaws. Outlaws, okay, outlaws, immortals. Hey, that's right, homie. So, death row, outlaws. He said, he said, hey, sorry, corrupting dads. You guys gotta go, homie. Okay, now, as far as business, Suge Knight or Master P? I'm going with Master P. Master P, we keeping him? Yeah, we're gonna keep Master P. Okay, we're gonna keep Mr. Uh, He ain't ain't gonna have uh, the gang meeting in the the office. Everybody gets a house for low limit realty, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's hard. Hey, I want to ask: when you were gonna sign with Master P, was he was he trying to offer you a crib on that back in the days? Uh-uh. I know he was he was giving everybody cribs and shit like no limit realty. Here, here, here you go, Snoop. Here's Silk the oh, Shocker. Probably, shit, we <laughs> talking about the M. It probably was. He probably did have a crib or something. <laughs> wild Damn, that's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, shit. If it could be, when it comes to Lolos. Or like like some some sick ass Benzes, the the SLs drop top with the fat V12s. Come on, like which one would you rather have? Benz. There it is. All day he's <laughs> right pulling up the stuff. Right now today, man. I'm saying you feel me? Hell yeah, hell yeah. What's your what's your favorite uh, Benz that you've ever ever drove in your life? I know you've had a lot. Nah, shit, I ain't, you know, probably 550, man. I ain't been driving nothing special. Hell yeah. You know? He said something real I lightweight. Drove some, <laughs> I done drove Maybachs and shit, but, uh, you know, monster, me, monster. Hell, hell yeah. Coming from a motherfucker straight from the hood, driving some shit that lawyers and doctors drive. Come on, show the man some respect. All right, now the last thing I'm going to ask. Not, not because of the pennies or because of the dollar amount, but because of the the instant gratification to be able to get it quick. Remember, you have to go to the record stores back in the days, or even just hearing the radio. You had to listen to that shit three, four hours straight to hear a song that you liked. Yeah. Or you had to go to the record stores, and they might be sold out. Nowadays, you could just download that shit quick. Mm. Would you rather have the physical copy where you could open it and read the credits, or would you just download that motherfucker real Physical. Quick? Physical still, huh? All day. All day. Why is Hell that? yeah. Open it up, see who did the beat. She was on it, flip it over. She was recorded that. Yeah. Phone number to the record company that put it out. Damn. Phone number to the distribution company. It's a whole experience. What? That's all you needed to do if you can rap. Mm-hmm. Flip one of those over. Straight up. Now, did we ever catch Sebo uh, back in the day <coughs> on, on on his own? I know you had your like like eight hundred number on the back of the CDs, right? Or like it was like some type of hotline, right? Something like that. Yeah. Did yeah, you ever yeah, return yeah. any calls or anything like that from everybody, or that shit just went straight oh, to voicemail? Damn, bro, I fucking return no calls. Somebody, <laughs> was, somebody was taking them calls though. Okay. You feel me? Yeah. And they was checking them and shit, like you know. Yeah. All right, all right. Because they say Easy E had a pager and he got like a hundred thousand pages a month. And Julio G was up in here. And he used to run the LA station out here. And he said Easy used to pull up to the station. Use the radio station's phone and call every motherfucker back and be like, what's cracking? This is Eric. I'm calling you from 92.3 and shit. So I just wanted to know if you were in touch with your people like that. You were too, you were too busy in the streets and shit. All right, shit. Well, my final question is if you could choose MMA or boxing, which one would you rather have? Box. Well, who's your favorite boxer of all time? Mike Tyson. Hell motherfucking yeah. Do you remember when he Marty fought McNeely? Mike. Peter McNeely? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you remember, dog, but you probably don't. You probably weren't on that shit, but 
that motherfucker had an intro song. I think that was the first customized boxer intro song I ever heard where they're saying the artist's name or the boxer's name. Uh. That fool had the corniest, cheesiest motherfucking intro song I've ever heard <laughs> in my life, homie. Whoever did that shit should slap themselves even from all the way back then and now, man. That shit was hilarious. That shit was, uh, go back and watch the tape and watch watch how that fool came out to that tape and how Tyson knocked his ass like like 20 seconds, I think it was. Yeah. Them were the days, huh? And I couldn't get through the first round. That's why I like it. You couldn't get through the first round. And if you could get past the second round with him, you probably had a good chance. Yeah. But then your ear might go missing. So. <laughs> it's one or the other, right? Yeah. Well, shit, homie. Fuck there up. it is. That's, that's, that's the thing, man. Uh, is there any last questions or, or last statements or anything you want to tell the fans or your supporters from all these years before we go? Ah, man, just, uh, you know, keep supporting. I appreciate everybody that's been supporting. Uh, keep your ears open, man. We still got stuff. We dropping. Hell yeah, non-stop, and you heard it from the legend himself. And, uh, man, we appreciate you pulling through. We appreciate everything you did for the game and that you continue to do. You always got our support right here from Crime Family. I'm always going to be a fan for the rest of my life. I'm going to still slap that ball, Loke. I'm always going to be bumping your shit, man. and uh, I'm very proud of it, homie. It's a trip because uh, I was telling the, the homie Critical, maybe like a week before you were on American Cholo, huh. and... Uh, I was topping it up and I was telling him, yeah, there was this artist back in the days that he got he got convicted for, for freedom of speech. And I was telling him the whole story. And then like a week later, I was like, man, he's on fucking American Cholo right now. I'm going to tap in. I'm going to see if I can get him. So the, the fact that you tapped in was an amazing thing. I mean, I appreciate yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, before we get up out of here, I respect everybody's beliefs, everybody's religions. But I got to keep it real and organic and give it up to my creator. Father God, I come to you tonight to thank you for this beautiful night beautiful day thank you for our blessings thank you for waking us up another day thank you for our brother bolo pulling up and giving us his testimony giving us that love and the story that amazing independent career that turned into a worldwide legendary legendary name and we appreciate every single person out there that subscribes taps in watches listens uh supports every single person that we got coming in here through these seats we want to ask everybody to be blessed this week god bless every single person supporting amen Amen. And Good that's one. it Man It's another one Critical You got anything to say Before we get up out of here Man I'm just excited For what we got man What we got A lot of more More podcasting More uh, more albums More legends <laughs> Hell yeah right. so I'm, I'm excited man I'm, I'm very blessed To be in this uh, This seat right here man with, Along with you guys It's 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 amazing Hell yeah To listen to all the stories And it's <laughs> first hand man Before everybody else You know what I mean <laughs> Hell yeah Well we appreciate you homie And shout out to everybody Out there supporting Again, and this is how we do it. 2023, Mr. Criminal on air live. Another episode. Legendary. And shout out to Sebo. And we about this motherfucker. We out this thing. Wes.